Yeah. I put the cord. We're starting. Great. Um, okay. So basically, what we learned so far is incredible information about how to live in this world as a Jew, whether we're talking about mitzvahs, we're talking about tera, we're talking about business, whatever, whatever is going on in your life, um, we learned an incredible way of living, mamish, a whole new way of living in the sikha. The, the Torah says that once God chose the Jewish people, he gave them the um, month of redemption. And we explained that that means that the Jewish people are about redemption. It's not just that we uh, will one day witness the coming of Mashiach. We are about Mashiach. That's what our, our life is about. Our life is about Geula. That means that there's nothing that could stop us from doing what we want to do, what Hashem wants us to do. And that means that even our own nature can't inhibit us from being where we need to be. And it also means that uh, we bring into the world, every time we do a mitzvah, something which is infinite, something which is beyond creation. But more than all of this, being a citizen, if you will, of the future era of the coming of Mashiach, being a member of Geula, being part of Geula means that even, that everything we do is brand new. Everything we do is, we feel that Hashem just gave it to us right now. A mitzvah is just God speaking to me right now, put on film. God speak to me right now, learn Torah. That's what, that's what, that's, it's about hachodesh. It's about something which is totally brand new that Hashem just gave to me. What we had difficulty with was, what about our business? What about our day-to-day? That seems to be something that we do with our body. So we could talk about our neshama changing and having different perspective and all the kinds of wonderful stuff. But when we go about our day-to-day, our business, our, our regular things that we're doing on a regular day-to-day level, we're doing that with our body. Our body is limited. And therefore, today should be different than yesterday and things should get old. How come they don't? How come Torah expects us that every day should be brand new? So what we basically explained is that there is a different world that we may be used to seeing. The different world is the world that was created on the 25th day of Adar. The 25th day of Adar is a day that God thought, so to speak, about creation. What that means is, is that there is a reality of God's thought. And just like God's, just like a human being, their thought is one with them. So too, when we talk about God's thoughts, we talk about a world that is openly one with Hashem, that there's no sense of separation, a sense of total, what there is, is all just dveikos, just attachment to godliness, all there is is Him. That's what the world is from the perspective of God's thought. When we talk about God's speech, then we're talking about the world that we're used to. The separate entity, just like, just like our speech communicates to people outside of us, and our speech gets separated from us, so too, when we talk about creation from the perspective of God's speech, we're talking about a reality that feels to be totally separate from Hashem. So if you look at the world as a separate entity, then it's true that, that it's physical and it's limited. But if your first reality is Hashem and the world is novel to you, then what, is, what do you have to do today? What, what, is, what, what, what is your 
goal today? What are you about? What, what's the purpose of you waking up in the morning? From the perspective of God's thought, the perspective of the reality, that all there is is Hashem, then a mitzvah, or we do mitzvahs, oh, Hashem says, in all your ways you should know Him. Hashem says that six days you should work. So our reality of our work, our reality of our eating and drinking, becomes something that is about what Hashem wants. As opposed to our natural sense of reality is, I'm eating because I like to eat. I'm drinking because I like to drink. I'm, make, I'm going out to work because I have to make money. So what's our first reality? So it's possible to have the reality of the 25th day of El, the way we see the world. And what's unique about the Jewish people, as the Torah says, when God chose the Jewish people, he gave them the month of Nisan. What's unique about the Jewish people is that God gave us the ability to become, to cultivate, this paradigm that our first reality is Hashem. And when that's our first reality, if our first reality is godliness, so then it's not a challenge anymore to uh, not work on Shabbos. It's not a challenge not to make a phone call before davening. It's not a challenge um, when something in our business comes up that may not be so kosher. It's not a challenge for us to, to question, to find out, is it kosher or not? Because we know that whatever we, the reality of something is, it is what the Torah says about it. If it's not so kosher, it's just not going to fit to be a vessel for God's blessings. If it's not kosher, it won't work. So instead of us defining things by our natural physical perspective, we're able to cultivate a, 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 a paradigm where the first reality is Hashem. And if our first reality is Hashem, then there's a brand new thing I have to do today. Hashem gave me a brand new mitzvah, hachodesh. What's a brand new mitzvah? I have to go and eat, I have to drink, I have to go do business. Th this ability of, of, of looking at the world as, as a, from the Torah's perspective is a, something that we're able to cultivate within ourselves, and that's what a Jew is about. That's why um, when God chose the Jewish people, he gave them the month of redemption. Because what we're about is redemption. We're about is the world from perspective of God's thought, not as a separate reality. This will give us some insight into the words of Rashi. Rashi famously says in the beginning of his commentary in the Torah, the Torah should have begun with this mitzvah, the mitzvah of the sanctification of the new moon. The Torah should have begun with the law that Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the first of all months. That's how Torah should have begun. And instead, God chose to start the Torah with the words in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Why did God choose to create the world, uh, to start the Torah from that point? Because of another reason, because God wanted us to have something with which to counter the claims of the nations of the world. That's why God chose to start the Torah from that point. But the very fact that there was a, an idea, that there was a, a havamina, that there was a perspective, the Torah should have begun from this mitzvah, tells us a lot about what Torah is about. And so let's see now in the language of Rashi exactly what this means. We are now on page um, on page uh, 521 I say Rabbi, Rabbi you, put, you put it in the chat so. Yeah. Text? Okay. Yeah. The link. I put it there uh, on on Sunday. Uh, you got it. 
Yeah, I'm good. You just go off on it. Okay. Rashi alludes to the, to the idea that we are talking about by saying these words. The Torah should have begun with the words, Rashi brings this down in his very first thing, in his first comment on the Torah. At first glance, looking at that Rashi, uh, you have a lot of questions. Question number one is, Look at any other Rashi in the whole Torah. You won't find Rashi asking a question, usually. Rashi begins with the answer, and you're left with wondering what was Rashi's question. Rashi always begins with the answer. Rashi is sort of like uh, Jeopardy, Lahavdil. Rashi starts with the answer, and you have to figure out what was Rashi's question. But in the Vakush's Batal Miyatsvi, once Rashi sends his answer, there's no longer any question. That's how every other Rashi works. But in the first Rashi of the Torah, Rashi doesn't begin with the answer in the first Rashi of the Torah. Rashi begins with the question, why does the Torah start with Genesis? Why doesn't Rashi just do what he does everywhere else and start with, the reason the Torah starts with Genesis is in order for us to defend the claim of the nations of the world. And so if they will tell us that we are thieves, we should answer them that God created the world. Why doesn't Rashi just start with the answer? Why does it begin with the question? The Torah should have begun somewhere else. Why doesn't it? That's question number one. Even if you were to venture to answer that Rashi doesn't rely on us to figure this out. Rashi doesn't rely on us to figure out what his question is. Because Rashi doesn't assume that we'll be able to figure it out. Rashi says we'll never figure out his question. And there Rashi has to tell us what, is, what the question is in this puzzle. Even if that was true, uh, it's still not so simple to explain this Rashi. There are other questions in this Rashi. So let's assume for a second that Rashi sees that we're not going to figure out the question. He has to tell us what the question is. Uh, Rashi has to tell us the Torah has relationship to Jewish people. That's what Torah is about. And because we wouldn't have known that without Rashi. And once Rashi tells the story to the Jewish people, he has to then tell us, well then, let me tell you where Torah should have started. That's a possible explanation, but there are a couple of problems with it. Number one, How come it's relevant and important to explain this specifically here, that the first mitzvah should have been Rashi should have just said the Torah should have begun with the first mitzvah. Why does Rashi insist on saying what that mitzvah is? Just say this, Torah should have begun with the very first mitzvah. Why is it relevant for us to know what that mitzvah is? If the question is the Torah should have begun with mitzvah, say the Torah should have begun with mitzvah. Question number two. 
If Rashi's question is, as many commentaries say that this is Rashi's question, that nothing should have been written in the written Torah. His question is not that this information isn't pertinent. Everyone agrees Rashi is not saying that we would never need to know about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they're not relevant to our lives. Rashi's question is specifically about the words in the written Torah. If that is what Rashi means, as other commentaries say he means, so why does Rashi use the words, why does the Torah start with this? If Rashi only meant, why the Torah write this, Rashi should have used the words, Rashi should have said the Torah should have only, only been written from the word So it sounds like that the way Rashi is phrasing it, that not only should have the other Torah portions not have been written, but they're not even relevant. And uh, if that's Rashi's question, uh, as other commentaries are saying, that the, why is it why are, why is the Book of Genesis included in the Bible? If that's Rashi's question, Rashi should have used different words. Why does the Torah write everything? Uh, but if the way Rashi phrases it, it sounds like he feels that the natural um, our natural inclination would be without the Torah telling us otherwise is the everything in Genesis is just not even relevant. Not only is it not relevant to the written Torah, it's not relevant at all. And what does that mean? Why is Rashi used, why is Rashi phrased that way? How can we possibly suggest that? The whole book of Genesis is just completely irrelevant. Without this explanation of nations of the world, we need to have a claim to answer them. What's going on over here? So, There are many explanations according to the simple meaning of, of Torah. Let's go straight to the wine of Torah. Let's explain Rashi based upon Hasidus, the deeper meaning of Rashi. As it's known, the Shalat says that Rashi has in it very deep secrets. This is what Rashi means. When Rashi says the Torah should not have begun from any other place other than the mitzvah of it's not a question. This is a conclusion. The Torah should not have begun from any other place. That's the first mitzvah that the Jewish people were given. We have to say, as we said earlier on, this is actually the very beginning of Torah. The first thing that you have to know as a Jew is this mitzvah, as we learned earlier, that you're about redemption and you are connected to the coming of Mashiach and that you as a Jew are able to cultivate this perspective, this paradigm, that all of reality is only what Hashem says it is, what Torah says it is. That's the very first mitzvah. That's what Torah really should begin. It's not just a question. That's a conclusion. That's what Rashi is alluding to. In he's saying that by, when he says these words, the Torah should have only begun with the words, since the words of Genesis, in the beginning God created the world, are part of the Torah, we have to say that the words of the Torah are actually the beginning, are actually the foundation of creation. The story of creation actually could only be understood after you know about the mitzvah. 
Kolimar. A In other words, what we need to do as Jews, which is which is encapsulated by this parsha of Achodesh, that we're about redemption, that is the starting point. That's our center of gravity to understand everything about this world. Uh, the beginning of Bereshis, really, where does Bereshis begin with? To understand what Bereshis is about, what kind of world do we have as a Jew? We have the world that is presented by the words of Achoyesh Zalchem. We have the world as it is in the perspective of God's thought. That's, we have the world that, that is about redemption. That's how a Jew has to define creation. That's why the Torah, Rashi, that's what Rashi means. It's not, Rashi is not asking a question. Not saying, why did the Torah start from here? Rashi is telling us a fact. This is not where Torah starts. Torah really starts at Barachodesh. And with Achodesh, with the perspective of the month of Nisan, with the perspective of the 20th day of Adar, with the perspective of the world being a part of God's thought, being one with him, that is how you can enter the story of Genesis. And that's how you can figure out all the things that are created in the world and what they're all about. Start with the reality that Hashem is a reality. And then everything else makes sense. That's the foundation. The foundation of Genesis is that you're a Jew and you're about redemption and the world is created for redemption and therefore Hashem is talking to you right now and telling you what mitzvah you have to do. And even Hashem tells, and even the other things that we have to do to sustain our bodies, it's all about what the Torah says. It's all about redemption. It's all about what Hashem wants. Rashi also alludes to this in Rashi's next words. Why did the Torah begin with Bereshus? What does Rashi answer? It's in order for us to counter the claims of the nations of the world. What that means is, we, the, the words of Rashi are, Rashi quotes his verse, the power of his deeds he told to his nation to give to them the, inherent, the inheritance of nations. There is inheritance of nations. There is the world. The reason why we are here is in order to transfer the inheritance of nations of the world and to free it and to redeem it and to bring it into the jurisdiction of the Jewish people and to make the world a home for Hashem to use the material things for the sake of Hashem and to, find, and to know Hashem through the physical things that God gives us. That's, that's why uh, Hashem made the world. So what, what this means is practically, uh, as Rebbe said in other uh, talks, that it's not just the nations of the world asking us how come we think we own the land of Israel. It's far deeper than that. When you say a bracha, a shahako, and a cup of water, so there is a voice that may be inside of you that says, well, this doesn't really belong over here. The shahako and the brachas and the davening, that's associated when you're dealing with your soul in yonim, when you're dealing with your spiritual things. But when you are totally dealing with something that's just physical, then why are you bringing brachas into it. You're a thief. Doesn't You're a thief. You're stealing from what from the inheritance of the world. You're taking away what belongs to the world. And this is where Rashi tells us 
Chuyach Maisa Vigil Lama in Losses and Nachas Goyim, Rashi tells us that it's not true. Rashi tells us that the Torah tells us that the world was created by God, the whole world was created by God. And therefore, the, even the material is all about becoming some, God gives the Jewish people the material to make something spiritual out of it. That's what the world is here for. And that perspective we get from Parshas HaChedesh. Parshas HaChedesh tells us, Parshas HaChedesh is a Parsha about redemption. Parshas HaChedesh is a Parsha which talks about the month of Nisan and how the creation of the world as it is from God's thought. So how, how it is in, in its true inner, inner reality. So in order to cultivate this paradigm that our physical material needs are really, we're just dealing with them because Hashem said so, and Hashem told us to deal with these things because we have to free them and elevate them, that perspective, that all of reality is just about the Abishter, that's what Parsha Chesh is about. The world was created, Hashem thought about the world on the 25th day of Adam, which means not just Hashem once thought about it, but that there is a real, the reality of the world is Hashem's thought. The reality of the world isn't Hashem's speech. That's the way it, just the way it appears to us some, some, as something separate. But the reality of the world is that it's one with Hashem. They never left the speaker. That although Hashem uses the word speech in creation, but the word speech isn't meant to be taken literally. The Torah uses a language of people, so it does look like a separate reality. It looks like that the world was brought into being by God's speech because speech causes a reality to uh, feel like it's separate from the source. Just like our speech communicates to someone outside of ourselves and, and leaves us and comes separate from us. So it looks like there is a separate reality, a, a reality that has that is vested from any, any spiritual core. So that Hashem created it, but it looks like, it looks like it's, it's a separate being. But Hashem only uses a language of speech to... Uh, to, to for us to understand that that's the way he just made it look like. But the reality of the world is that Hashem's thought. It never left the speaker. It's like the light of the sun within the orb of the sun. There's no independent reality whatsoever. And that perspective allows us to venture into the world and make the change. Uh, okay, let's show a little further. Yes, not. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you should. That we're, we don't have Daf Yomi to uh, uh, um, to kick us out. Actually, we do because they're using the same Zoom. Uh, <laughs> you know, you could have separate Zooms. Um, I'll just, just, just conclude. I, I just find this 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 is mamish incredible. What the Rebbe just told us. I mean, it's mamish mamish incredible. What Rashi is really saying is that. The Torah has an account of Genesis. And when you read that, um, it, it sounds like that there's just things that God made. And that's all there is. And later on, you learn the Torah that there are Jews and, and God wants them. And, and there's, a, there's a mission and there's a Torah. But... When Rashi says the words, the Torah should not have begun from any other place except for HaChodesh, what Rashi is telling you is, there is no other reality of creation other than Ka'ula, other than redemption. It's only about redemption. You are here, the world is here just for redemption. 
It's similar to, and reminds me of, what the Medrash says, that when Hashem made the world, it says there was a spirit of Hashem hovering over the water. It says in the Gemara, the Medrash, this is the spirit of Mashiach. So what Hashem is saying is, is, is the whole reason the world is here is for Gola. And, and that's how to, you have to define everything that's happening in your life. Why is, what's the, what's the, the Alter Rebbe said that by Chassidim, it's considered like a mitzvah to find the positive in everything. Why, why, why is it like a mitzvah? Because it, it's, it's, it, the idea of it being like a mitzvah is it's fundamental. The fundamental perspective of creation is that there's an Abishter, and the Abishter wants Jewish people, and he wants Ka'ula. That's what the book of Genesis is about. Without Rashi, you think the book of Genesis is about the book of Genesis. Here Rashi says, no, 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 it's not about the book of Genesis. It has this, something I want to tell you over here. It's about the Chodesh, it's about Ka'ula, it's about redemption. The world is one with Hashem, and you're here to fulfill what Hashem wants you to do. Any questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes, cucumbers? Shkrech. Shkrech. Is I just in cold.